Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. It's episode 69. (laughs) Of course, I've got to talk about 69ing. Come on, the joy of 69ing. I'm also releasing this episode on June 9th, 6-9. I'm a cornball, huh? I can't help myself. I was really excited when I got to this episode and I thought, well, of course, I I mean, it's obvious what the content is going to be. Because it is one of my favorite sex positions. I love talking about 69ing. I love doing 69ing. Talked about this with uh, my guy and, you know, kind of got prepared for this episode. And I said, you know, this is not just going to be about me telling everyone why it's awesome. I actually put out a little survey and asked for people's opinions. So I'm going to go over that. I'm going to go over a little history of 69ing as well as ways that I think that you can find more pleasure in this position. Also, happy Pride Month. This is my first episode I've actually done in June. And I just want to, I'm going to, of course, use my platform that I have. It may be a very small one, but I'm going to use it. Pride festivities across the country have obviously been halted or delayed or canceled for the year. It is important to recognize that many of our LGBTQ brothers and sisters and non-binary fam could be immunocompromised. And it's not up to them to come out and talk about their HIV or AIDS status um, in order to raise awareness about why it's important for us to take other people's health seriously right now. I do please ask that in consideration of Pride Month, and those people who could be immunocompromised because of HIV and AIDS, that you do please wear a face mask. While many of us are sad that Pride festivities have been canceled or delayed, we also understand what it's like to have a community that's affected by an illness and not have people care, not have people pay attention, uh, not have people really understand Uh, the facts and the science. I mean, we're still trying to understand, obviously, COVID. It took a while to understand a lot about HIV and AIDS because there wasn't funding, there wasn't research, uh, because it was considered gay cancer. I had a lengthy conversation with Eric Thomas on a previous episode about AIDS Walk about this. So please, again, this Pride Month, be considerate of LGBT fam around you, and please wear your face mask. Also, Please be extra conscientious of what you can do to elevate black, brown, and indigenous voices this month during Pride Month. What are some companies out there that you can support? What are some social media pages that you can follow? I think it's important this month during Pride to make sure that we are elevating black, brown, and indigenous voices within the LGBT community. A great documentary to watch on Netflix is The Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson. She was one of the basically first 
writers, one of the first people who got out there and walked the streets of New York City for Pride. Never forget that Pride started as a riot and that riot was started by black and brown LGBT folks. There is no sexual liberation without racial and economic justice. I want to repeat that. There is no sexual liberation without racial and economic justice. None of us can experience true freedom if all of us do not experience true freedom. So be healthy, stay safe, wear your mask while you're out protesting. Please send me your best protest t-shirts and signs and I will happily share your content on social media and like it at you. The time to take action is now. Please remember this and remember that Black Lives Matter. The joy of 69ing. Yes, folks, I am a big believer that there can be a lot of joy found in 69ing. Let's talk a little bit about the history of this sex position. Of course, there's lots of depictions of people 69ing in Kama Sutra, as well as, you know, in the walls of Hindu temples. They don't call it that, though. It is actually called the Congress of the Crow. The term 69ing actually was coined by a female leader of the French Revolution. I'm not great at French, so I'm probably going to fuck this up, but oh well. And Josepha Terra... Oh, shit. I got to Google that. Thanks, Google. I appreciate that. She was the first one to coin the term Soisantneuf. That I can do. Thank you to uh, high school French class. And uh, she was the first one to coin that term in 1790. Lover being a revolutionary. And it was put into the Oxford English Dictionary in 1888. That's the first time that this position was referred to as Soisantneuf which was defined as a very heterocentric definition of cunnilingus and fellatio performed simultaneously. Of course, 69, it doesn't matter what you've got between your legs, you can certainly enjoy this position. I have my personal opinions about 69, but I was curious what my listeners and email list folks and uh, social media followers, what they had to say about it. So I sent out a survey and I want to review some of the results, some of the uh, responses that I got. I asked a few gauging questions to kind of get a sense of where, where people are at. Um, first off, I kind of wanted to see, you know, how many of these people responding just don't participate in any oral at all. And that is, let's see, I had 43 respondents to this. 2.3% of the people said they don't do oral. So I'm kind of not really uh, paying attention to those folks at the moment. Next, I asked, do you participate in the 69 position during oral sex? And 14% said, yes, I love it. And we do it all the time. 51% said, yeah, it's fun to throw in the mix on occasion. 14% said, eh, not really. 4.7% said they had never attempted it. 16% said, been there, done that, not a fan. The survey then asked if you enjoy 69ing, what are some of your favorite aspects of it? One reply said, it's just different. 
there aren't many positions one-on-one -on -one in which you can get the satisfaction of both giving and receiving oral sex, both of which are immensely pleasurable in their own right. Several people commented on how they just enjoy that it's mutual pleasure. And one person said they think it's a very underrated position. They then went on to say that great content like my podcast and some of Dr. Sadie Allison's books have helped them. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And another person said, I love the feeling of her tongue devouring my shaft while I explore her with my tongue. Bonus points for the embrace during the simultaneous orgasms. Hella snaps to you. Not only enjoying the 69, but getting the coming at the same time. That's fine job there, my friend. Last comment was one of my favorites. The juices. All oh, the juices. Ah! <laughs> Love it. I want to give full time to those who say that they don't really enjoy 69. And I ask them, what is it about it you don't enjoy? Most people were in the, I like to either give or receive. One person said, I get all fucked up when I try to do both. Another respondent said, I guess I'm just not a good multitasker. And a very real practical problem that can be a challenge to overcome. One respondent said, torso lengths don't match. Eh, height differences can make it a challenge. Here we go. Too much pulled focus. I'd rather enjoy the time he focuses on me and give 100% of my attention to him. One person said, I might squish his face. So beyond people's experiences, I wanted to also know some about the messaging that they have received. So I asked about what have you heard from society, friends, parents, educators, or even lovers? One person kept it simple and said they've just heard a lot of dumb jokes. Someone else said, a lot of guys want it, especially with me on top. Again, I just can't derive the pleasure I want out of it with a cock in my mouth. Okay, valid. On here's one who probably just had a lover that wasn't, uh, quite a giver. They said, hmm, I had a lover that wanted it all of the time, but then he always came before me. I've only done it once with my current partner and it was so good. The messages have been mixed depending upon the lover. Absolutely agree with that. I've gotten really mixed messages about 69 as well. Another one said the message that they got was that it was freaky. One said, it's not been discussed too much. Maybe some slut shaming when I was younger. With one partner, I was told it was weird. I didn't like it more. Another one said, as a teenager, it was the epitome of kinky. As a busy mom, boss, wife, it's an efficient way to have fun. I hear you on that one there. I mean, not the busy uh, mom part, but uh, wife part, but the boss part. I mean, I'm someone's girlfriend, but, you know, not to that level. Anyway, moving on. I like this one. For me, it's one of those fancy porn moves. Teenagers idolize it. Adults use it to take things to the next level. And I don't care enough about it to do it with any regularity. All right, that's your truth. And here, someone gave me a nice long one. On the surface, I think it's been stigmatized by 14-year-old boys. It's viewed as a kind of childish position, maybe. Once you get beyond that, I have found women are hesitant. I wonder sometimes if they just feel too exposed. My face so close to parts they've been taught openly and subconsciously to be ashamed of. But many books I've read talk about optimizing positions and being comfortable. 
honestly, I feel like it's a good position. It has the potential to offer low-impact positioning for both parties to give and to receive. But 69, to me, doesn't mean simultaneously giving oral all the time. It could be giving bottom, giving top, receiving bottom, receiving top, or mutual. Mutual is fun more as a game to see who can edge or stimulate the other into losing focus. Ooh, likes to play with them there. Okay, I like it. And well, stick with this one for the last one. I think it's presented as far more enjoyable or glamorous than it really is. I always thought it seemed so cool until I actually tried it. Then I realized that it didn't live up to the hype. All right, moving on to the next question that I covered in the survey. If you enjoy 69ing, what positions are you doing it in? 56% of them said it's usually one partner on their back, one partner on top of them. 25% said laying on our sides, and 18% said, well, sometimes we get creative. Ooh, do tell. I should have left a blank for that so you could be more specific. And just for kicks, I asked people to share with me what's their best, worst, or funniest 69ing story, and I got a few good ones here. Let's see. My partner at the time had one large testicle and a rather short penis. It was like my face had its own airbag every time I went down. So awkward. Ooh, yeah, big balls. They can they can get in the way sometimes, that's for sure. There's definitely a position in porn that's been glamorized. I will agree with that one comment, and that's the standing up thing. So let me read this one. So, trying to hold her inverted while standing looks good in pictures, but is extremely difficult during the act. Blood rushing to her head, damn near muscle failure, and about dropped her on her head. It's probably not a position to do for very long, again, because of the blood rushing to your head. You know, maybe it's just kind of like that transition. Like, maybe you start off on the couch, 69 or something, and then you kind of like stand up, and then you go to the bed. I don't know. I'm just saying, don't do it for very long, for sure. Oh yeah, here's another one. I was talked into trying it standing one time. One, I'm not a tall guy, and I'm not super fit. It was one of those nights where you watch porn with your partner or a good friend. Stop judging. No judgment here whatsoever. Uh, I had a harem for quite a while of some lovely friends with benefits. Although I am currently in an open relationship. We'll talk about that more later. So again, see, no judging. Then she says, that's hot. I bet we could do that. In my head, I'm thinking, that's dumb, and I'm flattered you think I'm strong enough. Okay, because horny always wins. Now, in my defense, she basically assumed a headlock on me with her legs to secure her position. I really hated biology in school. <laughs> but even I know muscles require blood flow and oxygen. Really, if you think about it, she dropped herself. <laughs> That should be dying when I read that the first time. It still gets me. Okay. <sighs> While 69... Here's another one. While 69ing one time, my boyfriend decided to get on top and our dog was not sure what was going on and tried to get involved with his butt. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta lock the dogs up, in my opinion. Uh, definitely had a bad experience several years ago where uh, you know the dog broke through the door because we didn't quite have it closed and... Right when we got done, just jumped up and licked his nut. And he uh, he learned some very important lessons about when I say, did you latch the door? You double check that motherfucker. And here's another good one. I really wanted my partner to get on top of me for 69 so he could just face fuck me. And he was just awkwardly standing in front of me. I finally said, just get on me. The problem was I had forgotten I was seven months pregnant and I wasn't topographically ready. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Oh, maybe there's some, yeah, got a solution for you. I'm going to share it in just a minute. And last but not least, I can't leave out. I ducked a squirter so I didn't get hosed. Thought I'd be into it, but ducked out of instinct. LOL. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that would be intense to have your face down there while someone's squirting. I mean, I, I can only speak from experience as someone who's had a cum shot to the face, but uh, anytime a bodily fluid gets in your eye, it kind of stings a little. Thank you out there to any of my listeners that did my survey. Much appreciated. Much, much appreciated. So after reading that and thinking about some of the things that I've heard from my clients... I put together a, a little list of best practices, things that I think that you can do to get more pleasure out of it, or ways that you can sort of open up the conversation with your partner to revisit it. If it's something that you've either maybe talked about and not done, or you've never talked about it, whatever. Uh, I wanna help anybody out there who maybe isn't in that category of liking 69ing or loving 69ing. Uh, to hopefully give you some fresh perspectives. Or if you already like it, let's take it to the next level. Let's make it even better. All right. So getting more pleasure out of 69 or wasn't enough. <laughs> um, first thing I thought about was uh, getting your hands more involved. Uh, some people simply focus on stimulating the clitoris or stimulating the penis with their mouth. And they don't involve their hands very much. It doesn't matter if you are performing it on a penis or a vagina. Uh, a hand can add just that extra bit that was missing. Especially if you're working on a clitoris. Uh, just a little bit of um, fullness, like through internal, you know, internal penetration with your fingers or even with a toy. You can involve toys in this too. Um, but a sense of fullness can often help clitoris owners reach orgasm sooner. And for those penis lovers that you're performing <laughs> oral on during the 69 position, I mean, come on, their their main mode of satisfaction on their own is a hand. So there you go. Just throw a hand in there. And, you know, you could do things like switch hands. Um, you can do, you know, go from no hands to using your hand and then take a break a little bit. Um, it also kind of gives your, your body a break. Uh, your arms a break, you can switch on and off, um, or, you know, kind of get down on your elbows and you kind of grasp it with both hands. Anyway, just fool around with how you can involve your hands and digits more. You can also take turns. Like if you're, if you're in the middle of going at it together and you just really want to take a moment to focus on your own pleasure, it's okay. Take that moment. Just give your mouth a break, take some breaths, do some sensate focus. If you have never heard of Sensate Focus, this is a technique that I teach to a lot of my clients, especially clients who find that they're getting distracted, they're just not able to focus during sex, their mind is wandering, or they're just saying they're not deriving much pleasure or feeling very engaged in the moment. Think of Sensate Focus as a way for you to check in with one or even all of the five senses to pull yourself back into the present. The lovely thing about the way that our mind works is that even if it's wandering, you can simply replace that thought really quickly. So say you're 69ing and all you can think about is, um, all of a sudden is like your technique. 
you know, what you're actually doing to your partner rather than what you're receiving from your partner. Take a breath and kind of think about, okay, what am I, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? Uh, what is this part of my body experiencing for touch? Uh, what am I tasting? Uh, all of the things. And then it helps you refocus. And you can use this technique over and over again in the moment. In fact, that can be what you use, you know, if you need a break and you just want to focus on what you're receiving for the moment. Sensate focus during that and then go back to giving simultaneously. Not all of my tips are just about an actual uh, physical thing. I think one of the things that's most important is to ask your partner to talk about it. This is especially important for those partners out there who enjoy it and have found that their partner doesn't want to participate, just doesn't want to do it, doesn't find pleasure, or is one of those folks who's like, eh, I just can't focus, and they just, again, don't find it to be that much of a, a pleasurable experience. Have a conversation and see what obstacles can you remove. What keeps it from being pleasurable? Like, do they need to do it in a different position because perhaps it's not easy on their knees or their back? Perhaps you've got to try it on your side. There's even positioning chairs that are great for sex. Um, there's wedges. You can use pillows. Things like that. I definitely have heard the complaints about they're just not enjoying having their face near bits. <laughs> I get it. You don't want your nose near an asshole that's maybe been, you know, it's gone through an entire day of being an asshole, okay? And all the things that's involved with that. So perhaps taking a shower is what you and your partner need to do in order to feel comfortable, confident, relaxed in that moment. I don't care if you gotta hop in the shower and scrub down. I I, I don't personally feel like I have to every time, but there's definitely times where I'm like, well, yeah, uh, we, we definitely need to rinse off before we get going here, babe. So I get it. Don't be ashamed to say, hey, I just want to freshen up a little bit, especially if it helps one or both of you enjoy the moment more. I don't hear this one often, but I have heard it. Some people, whether it's the, the, the female, the the you know, vagina owner, or it's the person who's going to be going down on the vagina. As someone who has OCD, I'm not going to discount this one because I get it. Some people just have a thing about bodily fluids. And maybe, you know, they've gotten past the point where they, they enjoy kissing and they enjoy intercourse, but the idea of bodily fluids on their face or even having their partner come up with bodily fluids on their face and come up to kiss them, Again, very rarely have I heard this as an excuse or an obstacle, um, but if this is the case and that's what's holding you back, perhaps a dental dam could be a good option. You can find dental dams online. Uh, there's definitely several clinics here in town that have them available just as like freebies if you, um, you know, if you uh, happen to see them at different events or around town, a lot of times people are giving them away because uh, again, they're just not something that's used very often, but Organizations are definitely trying to increase awareness. I know Thrive Health Connect here in town gives out dental dams. Think of a dental dam as just being a flat piece of latex. Okay, if you can't find them anywhere, you can also make your own dental dam by simply cutting open a condom. Just unroll it first and cut it and split it open. Best advice I can give you is put some lube on the vulva first before you put the dental dam on top. 
it helps them have a more pleasurable experience and moves that um, around a little bit more. Doesn't quite feel like a, you know, latex bodysuit just on your vulva. Okay, that was my DJ vulva uh, noise there. That's a harken back to episode number one with DJ vulva. And also kind of on the bodily fluids. Again, I'm just, I don't, I'm not judging about what your obstacles are. It's simply about trying to provide ways to remove it. Uh, perhaps wearing panties or boxers or underwear, whatever, that has a hole to let your junk out. Um, maybe that's the option. You know, if you don't want to have your nose near an asshole or uh, you're just not a fan of bodily fluids, you know, you can simply move things out of the way or pull them out <laughs> and, and keep your underwear on. And lastly, I think that trying to shift your mindset about 69ing can increase your pleasure. What I mean by that is perhaps instead of seeing it as a destination, just see it as part of the journey. See it as just part of the process. See it as part of foreplay. You know, it's just a pit stop. You're just there to enjoy the, the, the pleasure together. It could be a great way to just have more bodily contact than simply giving oral one at a time. Sometimes couples say that they feel a little bit disconnected during oral because there's, you know, beyond mouths, sometimes people forget to touch or do things. There's just not much bodily contact there. So 69ing can be a great way to, to do that. But again, it it probably is going to be one of those things that's uh, just a part of your process. It's a part of your foreplay. Um, you can even stop in the middle of intercourse and, and use it as kind of a break. And especially for clitoris owners, vulva vulva owners, um, a lot of um, a lot of us cannot orgasm through penetration alone. We need clitoral stimulation, so that can also be a great way to uh, kind of increase her arousal in the middle of, of intercourse. Doesn't matter if you have a penis or a strap on that's going into that vagina. 69ing can help uh, warm them up a little bit more. All right, y'all. That's about all I can think of right now. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. If there's anything that you can think of that you do to make 69ing more pleasurable, I would love to hear from you. Shoot me a message. Find me on socials or send me an email. I've got my contact info in the outro for the show. I want to give a special shout out to Matthew Kusa for helping me come up with the show title this week. He also is the artist who put together my intro and outro song. And he's also my love. If you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, when I first started, I did have a few episodes where I talked about how I had an open relationship and was like totally in love all these things and then it ended well I just want to give a little update there um he's back <laughs> he's fucking back um we reconnected pre-covid and just to go just to go have coffee and he offered to give me some plants for my new office and I thought it was going to be left at that but uh the sparks, sparks were still there and did not have any clue that this was going to happen, that I was going to end up on here talking about how uh, I found love with him again. But I guess what I want to say is this. 
Sometimes timing sucks. And sometimes you meet someone when they're just not ready. And the old adage of, you know, set them free and let them figure things out and they return to you, then there's your answer. Uh, I'm hoping that just holds true right here because we both grew tremendously during this time apart. And I think we'd still be here even if COVID had not happened. But this recent slowdown definitely gave both of us the opportunity to take a step back and assess what was important and recognize how much we loved each other. So there you go, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch y'all on the internet. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called The Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.